0: You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh,
1: a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh?
0: (sighs) Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino.
2: Together. And we will lift it to the good life! And as we we will most sincerely say, We'll take a glass
0: This is Equity One, Broadway's Happy Hour. Pour yourself a drink
2: and join us as we chat about life, theater, and, and everything every in, between.
0: in between. I'm Elliot Maddox.
2: And I'm Caleb Dickey. Join us for your Equity One.
0: Hi, Caleb. Hey, Ellen. Cheers, Cheers, everyone. Welcome. We have our special guest <laughs> with us. <laughs> There's no drink. We're on. clinking with plastic cups of muscle milk and, and fresh squeezed orange I squeezed juice.
2: it myself. My, like, wrists are so... You're so sore. Sore. Yeah. Ellie
0: told me that's not true, though. <laughs> <laughs> Lies. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, we have our special guest here, John Cariani. Hi, John. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. We are sitting here on the most gorgeous Spring day It's the finally. first yeah. Really springy day It really is Like beautiful Sunny Not a cloud in the sky The light matches The temperature For the first time In a long time yes. Okay agree You know what I mean Yeah You can see that The energy in the city Is yep. very good today mm-hmm. I spent the morning People are wearing pure clothes. Yeah always morning, exciting I left Always exciting <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Lots of beautiful people uh-huh. I left the house Maybe at like
2: 8.30 And it was still A little bit chilly So I had like mm-hmm. Two coats on So now it's all Stuffed in my book bag
0: Like Yeah I had like, I had like My little light jacket mm-hmm. And
2: Caleb has the best shirt It says
3: have a willy Nice day and it's Willie Nelson and I mm-hmm. really like the shirt
0: With like braids And it's I awesome. like I like how Texas is the, the... the bottom of the braid yeah. Like the split ends It's a
2: very cute shirt yeah. It's a
0: good good shirt It is really cute yeah. Um, yeah it's just such a beautiful day How was your matinee? Good of the band's visit. They were a little sleepy, but it was good. Yeah. yeah.
2: I was just saying, like, having what's it like to have, like, four hours before your next show? I feel like you have a whole other day in between shows, right? It's the best thing ever. Yeah. And, yeah. and, on, and on Wednesdays, we we have a two o'clock mm-hmm. and then a seven
3: because our show's so short that we can do a seven. Wow. So we get Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, seven o'clock. I'm usually home by, like, 9.45. That's last amazing. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That's
0: I think smart. we're done before some act ones are done really bet you you yeah. are that's pretty cool if in you know if it, if an eight o'clock is happening you're home by the time yeah like it's really some awesome. shows are that's high. really awesome i know in a in a season of a lot of like really long really big shows i know well show. i saw i saw angels this oh. week oh it was fabulous did you see
2: both parts or just the first i
0: first? saw both parts i went do the whole thing mm-hmm. so,
3: i might i might Take i might i might ask if they'll let me go see it just because i feel like
2: yeah. When's the next time it's gonna exactly. be yeah. Exactly. Is yeah. it yeah. limited run? When is it closed? Do
0: uh I feel like it closes maybe in August. Okay, so we got the summer. Yeah, yeah, I think you have the summer. I'm gonna see if I can do that because I feel like that's important. Because I've only seen it done I've seen the movie. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen it
2: live professionally. Yeah. Sure. I've seen I've
3: it, it. I saw a great production at a college actually. They rehearsed it for a really long time, like
2: a year or something.
0: Yeah. Oh wow. And it was actually really, really good. it's a
2: it's a beast to like it's tackle. A,
0: yeah. Well, and I feel like most I feel like most Places will do millennium millennium approaches, but they won't necessarily do perestroika. Right. And do like the thing. But it was amazing. I will say though, like the second intermission of part two, I got sleepy. I was like, okay, I've Mm -hmm. been here Mm -hmm. all day. Yeah. I've been here all day watching this play. But it's so good. So good. So good. Very emotional. I feel like
2: I would be tired at the end of it.
0: Yeah. I was mainly like, I just thought it was gorgeous. You know, I was just like, wow, these, these people are. So good. I mean, watching. nobody writes
3: like he does. Like, it's just no. so, so extraordinary what he, stu- what he does. Mm-hmm. Like, every, every, when I the first time I saw the play, it was just at a college, and I don't mean just at a college, it was really good. But sure. I kept wanting to like pause and say, Can you just please stop for a second so I can deal with what you just said? Yeah, It's just like the words fill you up like inside your body that you yeah. call you up and you're like whoa yeah. idea big idea yes processing but i can't because i have to listen you know and it, it
2: jumps around a little bit so you're like mm-hmm. in one scene for a second and then you're like oh wait i have to go and to the next of, like, it's like so fantastical
3: and i'm not good at like i'm not really great at like the surreal or avant-garde-ish because uh-huh. i get confused but it it, it bounces into this cr- crazy pl- these crazy places but then like just in time pulls you back down to like a two-person realistic scene, just yeah. so you can like re-adjust. Because I'm, I need those scenes to pull me back. Absolutely. I don't know how to explain, it, but I just think yeah. he does it so beautifully because he he challenges you, and then he brings you right back into a little scene that's yeah. You. It's not easy, but easy. I don't know how to explain it. It's well, and kind especially of amazing because just when you start to feel like I'm, I feel like I'm getting lost, you get completely found again.
0: Yeah, and there's so much. There's so much of like. And, and every character is, like, speaking in their own, like, really unique, like... Language? Their own, like, personal, like, tone. Mm-hmm. It's, like, so clear. You have this, like, fantastic, like, epic language, right? And then you have Lewis, who's, like, so neurotic. And, yep. like, like, backpedals everything he yep. says yep. all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, it was it was so good. Yep. It was really good. I saw him on the subway platform
3: once, and... I don't know if he you knows so how much people love him. Because you feel like going... Oh, and then you don't yeah. want to do that because that's not really fair. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And he's just... It's so weird because you just want to, like, hug the guy. And, like, praise him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Well, because I think he did
2: something that was... He helped us a lot.
3: Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He helped us so much.
2: It's great, like, um, he playwrights are able them. to, like, help artists and regular people figure right, out their right, own right. emotions because they're, like, you can see that emotion on stage and see someone else going through it, so you're like, mm-hmm. oh, like, I understand myself a little bit more through them. Yeah.
3: Well, and also, I think he just captured homophobia in a really amazing way that, mm-hmm. that we never really... You guys are young, but, like, I think that older men didn't understand, sure, the nature of homophobia, and seeing it em- embodied in, and, and you know, in Roy, it's just, like, yeah, incredible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: yeah, and that's, like, that's to a whole... That is a really interesting character to, to revisit at this point in time, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, oh, my God. That's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, So weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was uh, fantastic...
2: This week's podcast is sponsored by Angels in America. Seriously. <laughs> if, you, if, you need,
0: if you needed a review, if you needed a reason to go see it, I hope you just listen to us rave about it.
1: Yeah.
0: The... I have my, friend, my friend is just seeing it today. It's really... She, she works at the O'Neill and she's down visiting and
3: mm-hmm. Aslan France is her name and she's... One of the associate producers at the O'Neill, and she's
0: seeing the whole thing today. Right. I'm a little jealous. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, it's a it's a great day, but it is it was all of eight hours of yeah. of theater, but it was so good. Did yeah. you eat in between, or were you just like? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I went and had dinner. I went to Empanada Mama. Oh, good place, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. solid. Did you go to Amy's Bread afterwards I didn't. <laughs> Do you love Amy's Bread, John?
3: <laughs> I,
0: love Amy's bread. <laughs> I love Amy's Bread so much. You guys, John brought us a, a plethora of yeah. treats from oh. Amy's Bread. My goodness, so we have cookies, we have Chocolate like... chip
3: cookies, which I think they're they're my second favorite chocolate chip cookie in the city. My favorite chocolate chip cookie in the city, sorry Amy's, but you have lots of other good things. Okay. My favorite chocolate chip cookie is City Bakery. Okay, where's that? Uh, I think it's on West 18th Street. Do you know the Birdbath Bakery? Have you heard of that place? No. The Birdbath Bakery s- serves City Bakery cookies. Okay. Mm-hmm. But they're on like West 18th Street and like 5th, I think, something mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Um, but Amy's Bread has my favorite black and white cookie. Okay. Which they were all out of today, so I couldn't bring you one. Mm-hmm. And they also have this thing that I'm eating right now called the cinnamon crispy. Now, what is, is this? It looks delicious. Let me try this.
1: Yeah.
3: It's leftover croissant dough, <laughs> Reduce rolled, reuse. rolled in butter, okay, cinnamon and sugar, okay, That's and made stuff. into like a muffin, yeah, and baked, and it is like really low calorie. Yeah, really <laughs> good. And it's just
2: the, mo- it's the most delicious mm. thing. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like monkey bread that mm-hmm. we would eat for Christmas. It's a lot like monkey bread, but like I think the bread is not bread. It's Uh, croissant dough. Oh, this is delicious. Oh my god. That's really, really good. (laughs) Mm. I'm choking on delicious. Angie's bread also has the best bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich in the city. My bodega might challenge you on that. Yeah. 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 Nope. What
0: makes it so good?
2: Why is it the best? I don't know.
3: It's just... Oh, the the, the bread they put it on. Okay. It's their bread. Flaky,
2: buttery?
0: I don't know. They flatten it when they heat it up. It's just delicious. Yeah, I mean, not to like antagonize you and make you like be like we'll prove it yeah. but I don't know I you love don't lefty, <laughs> <you>? <laughs> I don't know I there is something like so great about it. just a bodega no nope, like... I can't I'm not gonna give this one up okay. oh yeah.
2: we, we are gonna take before your next show because we have time also, we're gonna go do uptown do. to my bodega actually I will buy you several and drop them off at the stage door if you can seriously yeah. I'll do a taste test
3: okay I do love myself and bacon and cheese sandwich Oh, I, don't like so bacon, I like the bacon though I take the bacon off for like the flavor But I don't like bacon
2: What? I don't like bacon
3: So you want the essence of bacon mm-hmm. But you don't want the you bacon You like the grease. Yeah I think so I
2: will take your bacon for you Great mm-hmm. Aww that's would be so compatible cute. Yeah I love that I love bacon Yeah Well, put it on anything
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> So we like to start Every podcast out With talking about Like how you got started In theater So what got like You the bug started As a kid Um I was in the I was a band geek.
3: Uh-huh. I was in the band and I was in the jazz band, and first year we had a- I grew up in northern Maine, far northern Maine, small, small town. Um, we had a really awesome school, because everything was about school, because I grew up in like potato country, like it's potato fields, mm-hmm. and lots of potatoes were grown. Lots of empty space, lots of- um, they, school was all about trying to get, keep kids from like drinking too much sure. and having sex. Yeah, sure. because which is what you
0: do in, in rural, rural places areas. because yeah. you can get because yeah. all the
3: kids have licenses and you can go far away and your parents don't know where you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so our school was really into like trying to keep kids busy. And so we had a really good theater program, we had a really good music program, we had really good sports programs. I went to high school and you could kind of do every little bit of everything. It's mm-hmm. not as much the case anymore. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about that because I feel like it's really important to know how to do lots of things in your yeah. life, so that right, you get older. Right. you can just do lots of things. Um, but I did a play my first year. It's a musical, and every time I try to tell people what it is, I can't remember what it is. It just give mm-hmm. me a second. It's not Annie Get Your Gun. It was a western musical. Oh come on! I always that's forget. Little House. No, that's Little Abner. That's before my time because I'm old. Um, oh, Calamity Jane. Yeah, Jane. Cars. Yes. And I don't remember much about it. Um I know it was pretty good cuz they always did a pretty good job. But I got to play like a ticket taker who got yelled at by the main woman who was Calamity Jane. She mm-hmm. was this big tough Yeah, Calamity Jane. Yeah. So she yelled at me and I got a laugh. And I was like, I want to do this. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking, I don't want to play my saxophone anymore. I want to play. I want to do this. I remember thinking that. <laughs> but I didn't know what to do with that information. Do you know right, sure. yeah. So I remember liking that, and I did a couple contest plays, and I did plays in high school. Um, I went to college and majored in history. Is this okay? Am I telling this Yeah, this is great. Where'd you go to college? I went to Amherst College, and I majored in history, and I thought I was going to be a teacher, but my friend Wendy Rich Stetson, who was in recently, um, she just did a new play, actually, Louisville, by a really well-known playwright who wrote Spinning It to Butter, Rebecca Gilman, I think, is the play. There we go. I got it. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, she's also been in uh, Act 1 at Lincoln Center. Mm-hmm. She was in the Vibrator play. She yeah. was in mm-hmm, John Guare's mm-hmm. new play. I forgot the name of it not too long ago. Anyway, she's awesome. She's one of my favorite actresses. She was like the cool actress at our college. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like yeah. she was awesome. Yeah. And I went to all of her plays and I remember seeing her play Viola or I can't remember. she played Olivia. Sorry, she played Olivia in 12th Night set in the Wild West. Fun. And I remember like my mind was blown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, I'm understanding this. Mm-hmm. And I thought I didn't understand Shakespeare. Right. This is awesome. Yeah. They're dancing. Like country western dancing in a yeah. Shakespeare play. And I kept yeah. thinking, how is this possible? You know what I mean? Because I had never really experienced that before. Right. Mm-hmm. That's when I thought, hmm, I really like this. I want to do this. But I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to do it. I took a class in acting. I think it was my senior year. And I got cast in a student one-act play. Yeah. And I decided then and there that this is what I wanted to do, but I didn't know how to do it. So my buddy of mine and I, after graduation, he said, I'm leaving from Boston to go to San Francisco. We lived outside. Of San- we lived in San Francisco, actually. He said, I'm going to go there. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if you just want to go. And I was like, yeah. So I showed up in Boston and I went. And we just went. And we met. Did you drive night. or did you fly? We drove across the country. We met. We saw the country. Yeah. We met, yeah. We met another buddy out there who had graduated the year before us. And we, we lived in the Sunset District of San Francisco, which is the part where the, the fog never leaves. It's always under fog. I hear wow. San Francisco is, like,
0: the most beautiful. I've never been. It is really pretty, but it is really expensive. Yeah. It's more expensive than New York. Um, I think. I think it's the number one most expensive city. I think that might be true.
3: And we tried to... We made a band, but we never played out. We just played in our living room.
2: <laughs> Still far okay.
3: And then... I came back and auditioned for something called the New England Theatre Conference, which is like the Southeastern Theatre Conference. Yeah, you know totally. Mm-hmm. And I got a part at a Summerstar Theatre in New Hampshire that doesn't even exist anymore, I don't think. And I played a bunch of little parts for the summer. And then I got an internship at Stage West in Springfield, Massachusetts, which also doesn't exist.
2: But the city's gone?
3: No, no Springfield fear. is there. My but
1: the the city is in trouble, though. Oh. Um,
0: so many are.
3: And I did an internship. We cleaned toilets. We attended a bar. We worked in the office. We took mm-hmm. acting classes from the acting company. Because back when they were in the days... It was the 90s. Back in the days of an acting... There was an acting company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, that acting company is now part of the city company. Saratoga International Theater Institute. Okay. okay. And Bogart's company. Ellen Lauren, Kelly Maurer, Will Bond. Those were the three people I remember who really in, had an impact on my, yeah. my time. Eric Hill was one of the teachers. He's now at the Berkshire Theater Group. Um, anyway, they... We would do classic plays in the small theater, mm-hmm. uh, like the 100-seat theater, where Eric would kind of work on new material. He was working to develop it with all of his young, hungry actors. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then we would do understudy on the main stage. Occasionally, we would be in a play on the main stage. And it was a Lort-seat theater, a wonderful place to work. And after our time was done there, Eric, the artistic director, told us we had to either move to Chicago, Los Angeles, or New York City if we wanted to pursue this. And I picked New York City, and I moved here when I was about 27. And... My first big job in the city was working mm-hmm. at the Hudson Valley Shakespeare Festival. I went to an EPA mm-hmm. when I was in As You Like It. And that got me my agent. That kind of got me started. Yeah. So that's a very long way to say. It took
0: me a long time. <laughs>
1: no, <and laughs> you know, I mean a journey,
0: yeah. But that's the thing is, like, there was what we all come to realize, like, in all these experiences. Like, everyone comes to this in a completely different way. What's your favorite part about how about your journey that got you here. You know what I mean? Like you didn't you didn't major in acting in school, you mm-hmm. didn't like have necessarily that like laser focus on it that some people have when they're really young. So like what um what do you think that helped in like your I think path that if to, I had
3: gone to school with a bunch of people who were really good, I wouldn't have had any confidence. I would have lost confidence in myself and I would have just kind of watched them go and I would have done something else. Because huh. I think I would've known too much. If I had known how hard it was I wouldn't have bothered. That's really Because I don't think I was strong enough then.
2: Mm-hmm. So what kept your endurance going? Like I didn't know anything.
3: Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I just did everything. Like I did Shakespeare. I did commercials. I didn't. I started out doing commercials, movies, and TV. That's kind of how I got weaned off my survival job, which was at a gym. Mm-hmm. I worked at a gym. I don't look like I did, but I did. Um, <laughs> not helping people train, but in the billing department. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. um, so, many, so many of us do. I have. I've <laughs> done to. it
0: front desk uh-huh. um, I did that
3: but then I got lucky and got I also was coming up when commercials were a way you could when it's different for you guys you can't commercials are different now you just don't make a killing yeah. you don't make a killing like you used to on commercials and I, yeah. you, know, I got you would lucky squeeze and the, the, commercials. In the
2: paper and you would get money for it for years
3: yeah because it would run in forever yeah yeah. Um, so I got lucky that way I don't know I didn't plan it honestly I really didn't I just kept going I knew I wanted to do it and I kept going mm-hmm. And you know what? I just didn't Go out for things that I really had too many questions about, and I, I think that's that's smart. Do you know what I mean? Like if you have too many questions about something, if something in your yeah, yeah, is telling totally. You, like, I don't know if I should do this. I don't know if I should do this. I don't feel like mm-hmm. I should do this. Then don't do it. Yeah, but yeah. it's not hard. Your heart's not in it. You're because good. you can you can survive. You can make other money. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's, yeah, it's important to trust. It's so hard to trust yourself though because you know it happens all the time. You read something that you don't like, and then you see it and you're like, oh, that was awesome. I made, I didn't get mm-hmm. it. That's yeah. how it goes. Mm-hmm. But it's no big deal.
0: Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. I think that that's that's important and that was like a that was a through line in the story you told was like you had an experience and then deep down you were like oh yeah this something about this is correct let's Mm -hmm, see mm -hmm. what that's all about yeah you know and then that kept leading to those experiences yeah which i think is a very like present way of like of going through life yeah and well and not especially at that time in our lives when like well yeah, and
3: I hear people who are younger who are so worried about their careers and like, dude, I didn't get anywhere until I was like until my thirties, so I, I don't know how to help you. Yeah. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like Sure. You are twenty two, so I, I'm not I didn't I don't know how to help you. Like if you want to do it, keep going and you'll do it.
2: Also the kinda cool thing about you was like you just you kinda just went with it, like you were like and it was so natural. You're like, I just gotta try it and if yeah. it works it works and if it yeah. doesn't like you yeah. just
3: Yeah. And I and I didn't really tell my parents I was doing it until I was actually doing it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I think I think that's pretty smart. Do you know Ray Really yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. Who he is. I, I love him so much. He 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 has a great story about how he didn't really tell his parents he was doing this for a living, because you know, as as an Asian guy, mm-hmm. he was just always talking about how like his parents were new immigrants. Family. That was yeah. not what yeah. they wanted him to do. Right. It was just not an option. I think people forget that all new immigrants' parents are like that. My dad's parents were like that. My dad's parents kind of wanted him to. They just wanted you to succeed. They wouldn't have yeah. taken it. They wouldn't have loved it if he had said, "I want to be a singer." Do you know what I mean? Well, there's that. There's that idea of like, like
0: you need to make money and make a living. Yeah. yeah. You have the quote unquote American dream with yeah. the picket fence mm-hmm. and the and the nice job and the two and a half kids. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. And then maybe you're, but you know, then he was supportive of me because mm-hmm. he did well enough that I feel like he felt like he could save me if I
0: needed help. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like totally. Allow you speaking. that freedom to.
3: And he, he knew, how, that. knew how important it was to both pay your bills and follow your bliss do you know what I mean yeah totally you have to kind of do both together (laughs) yeah Yeah, because not paying your bills bills can rob you of all of your bliss (laughs) yeah Yeah, unfortunately (laughs) money makes the world go around
2: yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) so true
0: yeah what were some of your favorite like commercial jobs that you did because I know sometimes those can be
2: I got
3: my favorite one ever was something called CNET I don't know if CNET even exists but it's basically a website that reviews tech products okay for some reason, I was in a doctor's office, and I don't know why, but the joke of it was that he puts on a, a rubber glove and was about to conduct an exam, and I'm in like a one of those uh-huh. you know, hospital gowns, yes. yeah. and I was a little concerned because I didn't feel like that's quite the test I wanted him to do, and that's kind of right. the point, is that like, make sure you understand what you're... Researching, so uh, sure. like, no what you're yeah. going, what, what you're getting, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that was kind of the gist of it. And so it was just really funny, and my poor mother was like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was like just covering her. And then I got to do
3: an awesome FedEx one where I got to run and run and run and run, and just hide. I kept hiding. I think I was throwing blow dart to somebody, but spitting, like shooting. That's blow fun. Darts oh, that is fun. Um, I got to be a deli guy who got yelled at. That was really fun for kids. <sighs> um, for kids, I got, to do, I got to do some beer commercials. Nice. That was really fun. Those were fun.
2: You're like, keep sipping it, and you're
3: like, okay. And <laughs> I got to do a Heineken commercial. Oh, I got to be I got to be in a beer commercial where I got to take home all of the beautiful women. <gasps> nice. Let's talk about subverting expectations. <laughs> <laughs> so many ways. <laughs> but that was kind of funny. Um. I got to do a TD Bank one where I I was mad at the length of the pen, like I was upset, like at the pen. Oh, like at the
0: the chain that kind of yeah, like uh, it's I'm too short. It, okay. Yeah, and
3: they were like sorry, and you're like oh, and then they say go to TD Bank, we'll give you a pen. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <So such> a, <laughs> thank <those> you. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's so random. Like those are fun. Thanks, yeah. TD Bank. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: Sometimes like the stupidest jobs pay the most money, and you're like, well, this was great. Like that's crazy. Sometimes mm-hmm. commercials you're cut out of get the most money. Yeah. Like, you're in it for,
3: like, a moment. Right. It's, it's a little embarrassing. But then there's all those times that you've done plays
0: mm-hmm. for $214 a week. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that stipend show that yep. was really, <laughs> yep. really exciting. The show yeah. you did for your
2: friend. All that stuff.
3: Yep. Mm-hmm. Things are
0: mm-hmm. Really
2: artistically fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Yep. But you're like, well, I do have to go to my other job today because I can't
3: afford <laughs> groceries next week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that. Yeah. Which is what
0: Off-Broadway is right now. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got to wait stage. Of the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about you're you're in New York. You're auditioning for things. Mm-hmm. You're doing, you're getting those EPA jobs. You're getting those regional things. What was your journey to getting uh, filler on the roof?
3: Um, they just had a they casting call. Mm-hmm. I think at the time Matthew Warchus is that how you say his name? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was directing the production. I think it was a was to be affiliated with the Roundabout at the time. Mm-hmm. I went in in December of 2000...
2: It was in 2004, two. wasn't it? Yeah, I it was in
3: 2004 mm-hmm. when we opened, and I auditioned in 2002, December. Okay. For some guy whose name I think was John, mm-hmm. and he was young, like, probably younger than me. He was just like a, an assistant. Not sure. just, but he was an assistant. Mm-hmm. I hate when I say that, just an as yeah. assistant. He was an mm-hmm. assistant. I auditioned. Um, didn't hear anything. Mm-hmm months later got a callback at this point it was becoming a commercial production with David Laveau directing and then I had nothing on my resume indicating that I should ever be considered for a Broadway musical yeah (laughs) but I got I understood this guy because Muddle is just happy hopeful fiercely hopeful Mm -hmm. (laughs) do you know what I mean yeah and that's kind of how I was (laughs) yeah and I just love the part because I love being the loser who wins do you know what I mean totally totally And I just loved the I think that is one of the most beautifully constructed pieces of theatre ever. Mm -hmm. Plays Mm -hmm. musical ever. It's just a beautifully put together show. It makes it all makes sense. It never makes you go, huh? That's okay. I'll let it go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know? And that's my beef with a lot of musicals. I'm like, intellectually doesn't make sense to me, I can't figure it out. You know what I mean? And I go crazy. You know what I mean? So Yeah. That's what I loved about it. And I also loved the journey and I obviously needed a job, but I, I auditioned I think six or seven more times. And from my understanding was after the first time, I went in for all of them. Leo, you know, Jerry Bach was there, and Joe, Stein, and Sheldon Harnick and yeah. the producers, and um, they were all there. And they were like, "Well, that's the guy, but can't be because doesn't have anything." So that I just yeah. I had to keep going in to make sure that I wasn't. They trusted you, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and to just, you know, honestly, when you're young and you have nothing, they're waiting for you to blow it. Uh huh. And I think that's true, and I don't think it's a bad thing. They're just like they have to make sure you're not a jerk. Mm -hmm. they have to make sure you can listen (laughs) you can take direction
2: Yeah, they have to make sure that you're not terrified I don't know because a lot of money is running on this production
1: and if you fuck it up
2: then they're like yeah they have to fire you and
3: it's painful and all that stuff but it was pretty cool the one thing I remember is David Laveau made me lie on the ground and be still and sing the song which was very interesting because I was so like because it's a lot of like built up energy yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. all over the place and, and that was cool and um don't remember it very well, but I got the part on July 22nd, the day for my birthday. I remember that. <laughs> and then we started rehearsals not until November. So I had that, you know, that wonderful time when you have a great job coming and yeah. you can't tell anyone about it. And you're like, like you can't. <sighs> oh, I don't know if I could. All I know is that like, <laughs> you don't have to like audition for anything else because there's mm-hmm. nothing better that's yeah. gonna come along. Mm-hmm, like uh-huh. Do you know what I mean, and you have a job, so you're calm. Yeah. yeah. And you can still work your other jobs. Mm-hmm. it's the best feeling in the world because you're like working on the jobs knowing you don't have to do them in yeah. November, or November yeah, yeah well, it's <laughs> the <I'll, like>, yeah, <laughs> best light at the end of the tunnel totally like, the best mm-hmm. mm-hmm. time for most actors is like when we get the job between the time we get the job and then we start the job mm-hmm. it's like yeah. this golden time yeah you yeah, have fun and the Enjoy. golden like, I feel like that's when I really feel like myself sure you know, I know it sounds really silly but there's, mm-hmm. the
0: anxiety's gone yeah the fear is gone totally I don't know it's very interesting um I think we take a lot of pride too and like yeah getting those moments when you get those calls and you you worked hard, you put in the effort yep. and you um you kind of like can reap reap the benefits yeah, of all yeah. our hard work. The know? work, the
2: job is like getting like it's the auditioning. Oh yeah. And then it's the rehearsal and of then course. once you're in it you get to that's the enjoy enjoyment part. Yeah. You know? But it was it was very exciting
3: and you know I had no idea what it would mean but it was very exciting.
2: What was it like working with like the creators of it? Like you're working so closely, like the degree of it. Well, once you start to learn what else they've made, like that's when I just got so overwhelmed
3: mm-hmm. because the other things that they've created, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh my God. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. They've made so many beautiful pieces of theater. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they've written so many. They've just written. St- Joe Stein has written so many great things. And mm-hmm. learning more and more about who they are and what they've done. And then, you know, starting to learn more and more about your co stars, like Alpha Molina and, mm-hmm. and Randy, Randy Graff. Like, wow. <laughs> That was I knew who Melina was because of the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, learning about who Randy Graff was and watching her in rehearsal was like incredible. And their rendition of "Do You Love Me" is seminal, and everyone should see it. But they're not. They weren't recorded. Their, their version wasn't recorded. They didn't Center. record them for Lincoln Center. No, they recorded after I was gone. After they were gone, I was really. So, I'm still kind of so pissed late? about it. I'm kind of pissed about it I have to be honest with you because they didn't record the original cast they recorded a later cast which is totally fine and I'm happy for them but I am so sad is anything recorded from the Tonys or like I don't know but their version of Do You Love Me was so interesting because he asks her like their life is falling apart like their Mm -hmm. daughter's getting married to some guy who's a loser to them you know what I mean not what they planned totally and he's like Do You Love Me and she's like can I swear on this yeah yeah, please okay she's like she didn't do this but I remember in rehearsal she'd be like if my husband said that to me right now I'd be like fuck are you talking about yeah like no joke like shut up we have a lot of shit to do right so let's do it and stop we don't have time for this yeah what do you mm -hmm. so he'd keep asking he's like well you know what our daughter's getting married and we got a lot of stuff going on i guess i do i don't know it wasn't like cute and sweet and Mm -hmm. funny it was more like Mm -hmm. right fuck is your problem and then at the end she's just like you know it doesn't change a thing okay yeah we're still the same people we have a lot of work to do there's no time to rest right Mm -hmm. but even so it's nice to know I do love you. And yeah. get, get the fuck back to work. You know what I mean? It was right. just so awesome and smart. And I love that she ran that show. Like, she, not, the, not the show. I mean, uh-huh. but she ran the household, it felt like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that Oh, so sure. mother well, is like... She was just always like... She was doing a task, but like, go do this. Go do that. Go, like, the way moms do. Like, yeah. you know, what are you doing? You know, like, knowing what's going totally. on. Totally. hmm I was just quite taken with her. I think she's a really spectacular actress. And I thought her performance was... I mean, just, I just thought she was incredible. We know a guy. We can probably find a video
2: of it. Oh, we could have find a video of it. Yeah. What do you mean? We,
0: we have, have a we have a very um a, a very wealthy source of oh, really? uh, of footage of footage of shots. Well,
3: and she was she was just so excited to. That was you know what's cool about that production too is that Alfred Molina was just so amazing, and I learned so much from him because like. I was a kid, and he had to deal with being on stage with a kid. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And someone who was new, and I was a little drunk on...
2: Your first show. The My whole first show. Yeah.
3: Getting laughs. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, And at one point, he came up to me, and he said, best thing anybody's ever said to me, he said, John, just so you know, I just wanted to talk to you about our, our scene when I go ask him if I can marry his daughter. Mm-hmm. He said, we're getting 11 laughs, and I think there are three. And I knew immediately what he meant. Mm -hmm. He basically meant the story laughs are far more powerful than you being funny. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which is, he said, and it's totally fine. And you are funny. Mm -hmm. But it's a little selfish. And Uh. it's not really serving the story. And he never said that. But I I inferred what he was saying. He's like, basically, the big laughs are the story laughs. And let's just focus on those. Sure enough, it made everything so much better. And I just really appreciate having someone say that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. He, he was also committed to making the story about the daughters. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because he's Alfred Molina and he's an actor. And he feels that the story was about women becoming yeah fully formed people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And becoming powerful and having agency. That's what they do. I mean, yeah. they're powerful yeah. women. Mm-hmm. He also played it as an everyman. And it didn't go over too well. People were a little still married to the larger-than-life persona. Totally, of Taylor, oh yeah. And I feel like he wasn't properly lauded for that. And it makes me really mad, to be honest with you. Um, but I think he paved the way for what Danny Burstein did. Yeah, In sure. 2016. Yeah. I really do. No, I think that's... Because um, I think people were maybe ready for it. then yeah, To reimagine yeah. the play that way. Mm-hmm. And, and I, mean, I, I feel like I saw a lot of what David Laveau did in the 2016 revival. Interesting. Well, and I'm sure think, no one yeah. be, ha, even ha, even referenced it or thought about it but yeah it's in the air whatever David did that upset a lot of people because he took it and moved it away from what it's always been yeah yeah, yeah. and moved it into a it's kind of
0: like, sticky a little bit mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. like
2: okay yeah.
0: well that's always i mean people you know that's always tricky with revivals is how you know when are people going to accept a new kind of like version of it mm-hmm. do they want you know do you do the iconic things or do you do something different yeah. like what are you who are you upsetting yeah, by yeah. do you think that's why they brought in Harvey because you know, like, Harvey, I think, I mean, like
3: I think, figure. I yeah. think so. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I mean, they wanted to keep the show open, and then Harvey's yeah. a brilliant choice. Yeah. And also brave, I think, to help people get that a, he is a gay man in yeah. theater. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That a gay man can play a dad and can play straight. Yeah. I yeah. felt like that was in, that was important to me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I felt Oh, like, absolutely. And he's also a larger-than-life character. I also think it shone a light on the fact that the play can be done with someone who's larger-than-life. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he's also yeah. got a heart bigger than anybody in the whole world. Totally. Heart yeah. fires me. And that's what's amazing about him. Mm-hmm. And I, I got to do it with him for six weeks, which was a true pleasure. You uh-huh. know what I mean? I mean, I got to yeah. do it with Alfred, and then I got to do it with Harvey. And that was that's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> And to learn to roll with that, like, that's a big change. Totally. And Harvey was very respectful and, you know, made it very clear. He was like, I don't want to get in the way of you guys because you have you and Sally Murphy. I got to side up with Sally Murphy, who's just one of the finest actresses we have, and I was lucky to get to do a play with her, who had done. She's done. She had done so much at that point, point. Mm-hmm. and she was just really great at keeping me grounded and reminding me to do the tell the story, do the play, mm-hmm. stay with each other. Yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when I get nervous, or yeah,
0: not that I would tell her I was nervous, but I think she could tell sometimes that I was leaving the building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, again, like, but again, those like those experiences. I mean, some, it's really easy to get caught up in them, especially like especially like, was your probably debut right? Mm-hmm. And. A, like a big one, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So like, that's a, that's quite, I, I would imagine that it would be very easy to kind of like get caught up in it all.
3: Yeah. Bit. And she was really good at like letting me know, like you're not with me here mm-hmm. and I need you to be with me and never saying it. Yeah. You know what I mean, but she was also always so present. I've never, you so emotionally present. And that was a new thing for me to be with someone. Mm-hmm. She was just of a very high caliber and it, it helped me be yeah. to raise, raise up the level. And, yeah. yeah. And just be present and not, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. put on or push or you know yeah
0: (laughs) that's my favorite is like learning from the people that you're working with just in seeing them not even in like lecture moments but in just like watching them do their job well that means that you're not i don't even know if it's learning
3: so much as just being open and going oh they're doing that's what that's what this should be and just following following the lead Mm -hmm. and that's what good rehearsal process is is people watching like oh Oh, Caleb just figured that out. I'm gonna do what he does. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, Elliot just figured that out. It might not work
2: it. for you, but you're like still like that's what we should right. be. Yeah.
3: And everybody collectively going, ah, oh, that mm-hmm. seems to be. Mm-hmm. You know, how sometimes just people have a good date at rehearsal. And everybody's like, oh, that, that, that's what it should be. Yeah. And you just follow that. You know yeah. What I mean? Totally. And you don't know always like also learning like to depend on the person who's the star of the show to always right. be able to lead because some days that person is really in the weeds trying to figure out they're like, human too what like, they're um, doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's important to recognize you know
0: yeah well and that's why it's important to like have that like community Mm -hmm. like that big sense of like greater good with the rehearsal process you know what i mean you can't just be looking out for for one all the time you gotta Mm -hmm. like it's all about the finding that product together especially with something new
1: Mm
2: -hmm. i love rehearsal processes they're they're so so annoying sometimes you're like i can't run this number one more time (laughs) Oh, I but, can't imagine for a dancer. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, just when they do things like three or four times in a row, you're like, oh yeah. my God, seriously? you're exhausted." Yeah, like She's when you do tired. like the West Side Story, like "Sweet," and you do. I've the never prologue. That, you haven't. Mm. I could swear you would be like a great like. <laughs> Your mind's about bright red right now, right? When
3: I, I saw on the town. Oh yeah. I was like. I just wanted them to keep dancing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I was like, what is happening? (laughs) It's so good. Like, so... It made me really appreciate... Not appreciate, but wish for... That dancing was... Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. amazing. Takes your breath away. And Mm -hmm. makes you go... You know what I saw? I saw my first Balanchine ballet, too, right around that time. Yeah. My friend, friend Sue Drury, took me to see at City City Center. Mm -hmm. And it was the Northwest Ballet, which used to have a woman who was in the New York City Ballet. She had gone to the one okay. that mm-hmm. I guess. And I saw a balancing ballet. And I, like, it, was only, it was like three 20 minute movements. And I was like, Sue, why mm-hmm. are they so short? She's like, because they're tired. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> they're, right. Because they're, they they're, getting, they're right? going <laughs> <laughs> to they're they're they collapse. But yes. I just like, oh my God, that's right. But you know what I love about it is that that's the perfect length for a dance, actually. Yeah. Because yeah. just when I'm starting to go, I'm a little. Oh, they're done. You know what I Yeah. Uh-huh. I think that's really.
0: Yeah. 20 minutes, that's a... That's a long, that's a long right? time. And I
3: saw one of the ones where it was the women, the last two were solo, but the first one was, they were dressed in black and white, and it was all women in perfect synch- synchronized movies. Mm-hmm. And it just, I love it when things are together, yeah. more than anything in the world. It yeah. just, I don't know what it is, it just yeah. thrills me. And I love it when people like, fall off for just a second, and then it goes right back, because then you realize,
2: oh my god, it's so hard!
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. Mm-hmm. That makes <laughs>
0: me think of, um, did you see After Midnight? Oh, when it was on? Yeah. I missed. There was a. Oh, wait, is that the re- review? Yeah. yeah.
3: I saw it at the City Center with uh-huh. my friend Sue Drury. There's so a fab- to
0: to fabulous number where they were like in a straight line the whole time and just like perfect unison. Was mm-hmm. it the four guys and they were like coming
2: yeah. back? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah.
1: good.
0: My favorite part about After Midnight were
2: those girls and those feathers. They were showgirls and they came out and they were like on the proscenium in the beginning.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It was just so very good. vivid in my head.
0: Yeah.
2: I loved After Midnight.
0: Me too. That was really cool. Yeah, it was cool. It was a great show. Good. Let's talk about something rotten.
2: Yeah, okay.
0: Because we're talking, you know, you, you have, we have like these serious actor moments, even though funny, right? But I feel like you have moments of getting to do, like, a lot of different kinds of things, which is cool. Yep. You know, like, uh, like, Bands Visit, and it's, it's, you know, it's lighthearted, and, um, mm-hmm. and, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily call it a comedy. No, no, nope, nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Something Rotten, just boffo. Big Broadway comedy. Caleb and I saw preview. We won the lottery. Yep, yeah, and we were in the front row. I was staying
2: row. on the subway. Did I win or did you win? You won. I never I won. won. I was on the subway platform <laughs> and I got an email saying, you won something wrong. Tickets on your I, I was like, we're going tonight. And we're like, cool.
0: So fun. What was what was your experience like doing that show? Because you started off at that show from the uh, development.
3: Yep. I think Casey Nicola asked me. I had done Minsky's in 2009. Oh my God. Which starred Christopher Fitzgerald. Yes, it's like legendary. And Rachel Dratch and I played girlfriend and boyfriend. We had the I had the most fun. We get to sing a song together. It was the most fun thing I've ever done in my life.
0: Can I ask a question on that? Yeah. What happened? Because it was like it was. I don't I, know. I remember hearing about it in really? literally not living here. Hearing about Minsky's, I don't know, and how fabulous it was. I really don't know what happened, and hmm. it and it
2: never came in.
3: I have do no idea. I heard
2: it's still waiting for a theater. And it's just gonna come. So... <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, 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 I really, I don't know. It was a great team. I really don't know what happened. I have, hmm. I, yeah, I have no clue. Was um, there
0: now? It, it, obviously, that's kind of like the trajectory that we always want those things to kind of go to. Is you know, you do it out of town. That and wasn't my. That has not been it. my experience. But something about it was different. Uh-huh. And Casey, I had worked with
3: them, and he asked me to come in and read this part, Nigel Bottom, and it's only rotten. And I think it was 2011. That's what I feel like, 2011 or 12. And it mm-hmm. was a summer day, and I went in and read it. And Casey wanted the writers to see me, and after the reading, they said, "That's Nigel," and I got to stay with it. Great, amazing. From then, yeah, and, um, <laughs> because it was basically me. Mm-hmm. You know, like uncertain, so you a lot of uncertain, unconfident. Dude, who isn't very sure of himself. But again, always, <laughs> yeah. but always that, like, hope. Yeah. Hopeful exactly. And yeah. positive. Happy, trying hard yeah. to make it work. And... Yeah. yeah. But a lot of, like, stuff churning inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and finally he gets mad at his brother, you know what I mean? Yes. yes. Um, and we did some development Bellman readings and workshops, and then one day Christian Borle was in it and Brian Darcy James. And uh-huh. they was like, <laughs> hey, <laughs> like, hey, guys. I was like...
2: <laughs>
1: Oh my god! So, <laughs> oh, all right. I remember
3: the day I found out I was playing Ryan Darcy James's little brother. I was like, "Oh my god! Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is so cool! Because <laughs> yeah, he's so cool and really handsome." So it was also oh, like, yeah. super, <laughs> yeah, dream, dreamy and the so best, dreamy. best singer <laughs> and the best actor. And but it was super, 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 super fun. And I was, I was just fun. Casey is amazing because he mm-hmm. he's honest it's all get out. Mm-hmm. never mean when he's honest. He's efficient you know yeah. how important that is That's good,
0: yeah. um, especially if you're if, especially if you're wearing both hats yeah and he as director and for like while we were in previews you know a lot of people saw it in previews didn't see the
3: show that eventually opened so it's completely different and, mm-hmm. and my part changed a lot um, but he had other fish to fry so I remember I was learning other music to get ready to put it in a week later you know what I mean like Yeah. weird yeah. and then Brian and I got something at noon on a Monday that had to go in that night because they had to see it and it was hard it was a patter song you're like what are these words and every time we would try to do it we couldn't get I couldn't get through it and finally I was starting to get hot that's what happens to me when I get Uh couldn't breathe getting hot like hot behind the ears yeah Uh I could hear my heart beating in my ears and I couldn't think and all the tech people out there just watching and waiting for us to get through it. Yeah, and I was like, felt like I was gonna pass out. Like I felt like I was in a movie, and it was going.
2: Gum, 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 gum. Oh my and god! <laughs> yeah. pass
3: out. Yeah. And Brian said, "Can John and I have 15 minutes just to go over this ourselves so we can figure out what the story is we're telling because it's really different than what it was? So can we just have 15 minutes together?" Sure enough, we took 15 minutes. We went through it. I mean, I got through my part, and then he got to his part, and he couldn't get through his part. And he goes, <laughs> "Can I just have 15 minutes, to please, get through?" Uh-huh. It? And just watching him, just like, "Can we just?" We yeah, breathe for a second. So okay. we can figure this out together without everybody on us. Yeah. Enough. And then I remember the edit intermission that night we tried to get through go through it with one of the writers, Wayne, Kirkpatrick, mm-hmm. and we couldn't get through it. And then Brian was like, you know what? Whatever happens, we'll be fine. They know mm-hmm. it's a preview. We got through it. Both like this. Like with our eyes like Yeah, it's just you're like how <laughs> <need help. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna do this. We're like, we're this is how it. we practice, <laughs> so we're gonna do this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we got through it and it worked and they loved it. And yeah. The most amazing thing about that process is watching the dancers learn a new dance every day, doing an old dance at night. Mm-hmm. Have to oh. put in the new dance one performance, and then it getting cut. Yeah. Yeah. And just watching them, watching their eyes glaze over. If you <laughs> would make just like yeah. It yeah. was a kind of an interesting. It was an interesting, the no, most interesting form of rage I've ever seen. Because <laughs> it's <laughs> not rage yeah. at anybody. It's just like no. trying to keep it together, so you don't say anything rude.
2: Yeah. So you don't and get so mad. T- Tempers are so like they're like. Yeah, yeah, and also they're like, and you're doing this all in an egg costume, so like, yeah. make it. And it's, <laughs> and it's so hot. Yeah, like, I'm sure. It's So hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like put an ice pack here and. <laughs> yeah, it
3: was it's... super fun though. They cut. They cut some beautiful music from the show right when we were in previews. They mm-hmm. cut, they were brave and just. I yeah. loved it cuz it was just out and out comedy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you don't see a lot of that in New York right now especially mm-hmm. in plays there are no funny plays there yeah. have to be funny plays, well, plays they are funnier than anything That's why but, a play that yeah. goes wrong
2: is like such a such a cool
0: such a, hit. a great hit yeah. I mean,
2: it's like it's a comedy Give a farce and make it a farce Yeah like, Yeah I mean you know, I, I want to see, and...
3: see more farce capers like I want to see the old the, the things yeah. that comedy that plays do better than because I, I love where is going right now, but I also feel like it's what independent film does. So I'm not sure how it distinguishes sure. itself as why is it only the theater. It feels a lot like independent movies sometimes. Huh.
0: I'm not sure if that's good or bad. It's just an observation. That
1: well,
3: that I, think it's, to I mean. think
0: it's interesting too, I mean, because you look at... Um, I mean, you even look at like where kind of like film film trends go, and it'll go in more into that mm-hmm. independent film role, and then you'll have like a big kind of like splashy hit. Yep. That'll get a lot of accolades because it's a big splashy hit. Like Black mm-hmm. Panther. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Important. Exactly. Yeah. Even, la- even something fun also, fun even something like La La Land got so much like praise for mm-hmm. being this big yep. like, out- it's an original, outlandish yeah. love letter yep. to old to the the old traditions yeah, yeah. um in kind of a different. Landscape. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, well. Um, we you talk about how you want play, what you want from plays, but you yourself are a play. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You wrote almost Maine. Yep, right. Which is like that. People do that play a lot. Yeah, it's popular. Yeah, very popular. <laughs> <what> I, <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing seeing it like at at the in my like you know Kentucky State Theater sure. Festival. One act, one act (laughs) festival thing. Um, Talk about, talk about, first of all, what inspired you to write it?
3: Um, I just, a bunch of my friends and I, character actors all, Mm -hmm. when we first moved to the city, we couldn't make web series. Like, that's sure. an option. That's oh, what we used yeah. to do more now. So we made plays. We made theater uh-huh. that we would save money, save enough money to be able to rent a place, a space. Yeah. 78th Street Theater Lab was a place we loved uh-huh. to go. I don't know if you know that place. It's, I don't. It's on 78th Street. It's a comedy club now, I think. But we used to go there and rent a space, and it was like 50 seats. And we would do basically an evening. It was like a variety show, I guess, now that I think about it. But mm-hmm. It was basically an evening of sketches and scenes and songs and monologues. and. Amazing. We were all character actors who never, like, got to... I love love stories, but as a character actor, I never get to have a love story. Right. Yeah. Although that's not true in something wrong, and it's not true. Yeah, like, feather like, on the roof. I guess I've mm-hmm. had a lot of good love stories. but yeah. Usually, you're supporting the hot people who get the love sure, story, yeah. or the yeah. hot people who are getting a job or getting a. You're not kissing things. a lot. You're like yes, yeah. mm-hmm. and you yeah. and, and I wanted to write. I love love stories, and I wanted to write. A lot of the sketches and scenes I was writing were just these love stories featuring not-hot people.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because to be
3: an almost mainer, you can be anything. You can be fat, you can be skinny, you can be black, you can be white, you can be abled, you can be disabled, you can be anything. It doesn't matter. They're just stories of people. And um, long story short, NBC, the network, was looking at new comedians and comic writers because Seinfeld and Friends were... I think Seinfeld was ending. Friends was getting older, mm-hmm. and they were starting to cultivate new writers and new comedians to keep. Thank, yeah. Uh, what is it? TV. That yeah, was must see TV. Like, yeah. Must see TV. Yeah. And so this guy, my manager at the time, this guy saw one of the evenings of plays that I had put together mm-hmm. that we had put together, and he wanted to support mm-hmm. us, so he brought us to Performance Space NBC, which is down here. Uh huh. This is way back in like 1999, 2000, 2001, and. In exchange for free space and free tech and free publicity, which you know how valuable that yeah. is. Amazing. Yeah. So we uh, turned over our material for, th- I think, 90 days. Uh-huh. And NBC owned it, and they could do something with it if they wanted. They could t- make it into a pilot. They could Interesting. do whatever they wanted. They never moved on my material. But this director, Gabriel Berry, uh-huh. uh, Amazing Grace was his most recent Broadway show. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. He, uh, his wife, Trisha, is a very dear friend of... One of the women who was involved in early incarnations of this variety show, we would mm-hmm. do. Yeah, she saw these plays and said, "Gabe needs to see th- these." And Trish is a great actor. She was actually in Feather on the Roof* with me. Uh-huh. Uh, she recently was on *Homeland*, but she's uh, and she's making a web series right now called *Mommy Blog*. Mommy bloggers, um, <laughs> about mommy bloggers. bloggers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but she uh, she told her husband to come see them, and he came to see these one of these evenings, and he met with me afterwards and he said you have something here you have a bunch of sh- uh, noticed a theme there's like a bunch of se- scenes about their romantic love stories set in a little town in the wintertime time on a Friday night mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all have some element of like magical realism or yeah. Twilight Zone quality and he said do you have others and I said yeah and so he helped me look through all of them and we found five of them that really felt of a world and he yeah. said there's a play here I was like a play what are you talking about and are like it's just, it's just these just, little just, scenes yeah. he's like well let's see if there's a play and eventually it became long story short it became Almost Maine and cool. it was actually developed at Cape Cod Theatre Project in 2002 and Andy Polk was the artistic director and we are currently in the band's visit together he plays my father I'm oh like, my god, god. amazing cool. yeah. so the guy who found Almost Maine is in the band's visit with me. that is so cool yeah and, and, and that long story short it premiered at portland stage company in 2004 and was a big big hit that was when the artistic director was interested in not only doing plays from new york but starting to promote plays or develop plays by playwrights from maine and that's a big uh-huh. moment in the regional theater uh scene across the country is tell if you're in indiana tell a story about indiana yeah. you know because yeah. I mean? like, people want to see doesn't it have yeah, yeah. to be about new york you know what no, I mean? right and so that's a big deal and i was lucky that that was happening at the time so it was sure. Sure something interesting about bringing Mainers onto the stage so that Mainers yeah. could watch themselves on stage. You know what I mm-hmm, mean? Yeah. Uh, we hear that all the time right now. I want to see myself. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Representation, yeah. And it did really well. And then it opened off Broadway in 2006 and it tanked. It got a bad review from the Times. Um, it got mixed reviews. Like, some of them were really great and some mm-hmm. of them were really, really pretty mean. Pretty mean, Mr. Isherwood. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Thomas um, Play Service published it And it slowly caught on in regional theaters and small regional theaters, Mm -hmm. and then it slowly started to catch on in community theater. Uh, One of the the cool things about the play that I didn't know is it's for four people professionally, but Mm -hmm. it has 19 characters, so it can be for 19 people. Yeah, yeah. And that's what... High schools and colleges and universities and community theaters are looking for yeah yeah. And now role and then that, it just kind of very slowly it's it's a, the slowest viral sensation you've ever heard because <laughs> it's more popular now than it ever has been and it's a it's an old play I wrote it when I was young yeah so it's really I wrote it in my late twenties you know what I mean so it's weird that it's so popular now because I'm old you know what I mean.
2: Do you ever want to like go back and rewrite some scenes like looking at it? I just it? did. You did uh, really?
3: They run there every few years they run out of copies and when they run out of copies give the author a chance to revisit. And I just I just updated a little bit because some of the scenes in the text all the scenes are the falling in love is always mutual. Mm -hmm. But in the text of some of the scenes I realized it isn't in the text that it's mutual and sometimes it looks like one person is forcing him or herself on another person. And right now I don't want that to be the story. So I just want to make sure that people understand that in all these plays it's not about anyone taking advantage of anyone. It's about people mutually awakening to one another so i just had to make some revisions to make sure that it could never be i don't ever want the play
2: to be about do you have that bring in like your playwright notes that you're like it is always mutual like you like i changed the stories just a touch just to make sure that and i also changed
3: some language that is gender like i don't want to make falling in love or being being uh gentle or Mm -hmm. loving uh gendered yeah, sure. or And an I message. had some yeah. stuff that was in there that is true. When I was growing up, that if you were loving or sweet, you were girly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, just removed that language. It wasn't. There wasn't much of it in there, but sure. there was enough that I was like, I don't want to promote that idea. Yeah. So I just yeah. removed the that kind of gendering. Yeah. <laughs> to make it just about people falling in love, and
2: that's all. That's amazing that you can look. Re- yeah. Work I had work.
3: help. I had help from people mm-hmm. who told me way back when that. It seems that this gentleman is forcing himself on this woman in the text. And I'm okay. like, oh, no, that's not what I intended. Interesting. Well, fast forward to 2018 where you learn that what you intend as a man
1: is, isn't cool. Yeah.
3: Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it doesn't matter what you intended. What's in the text is a man seems to be forcing himself yeah. on a woman. Perception is reality. Yeah, perception Exactly. And so just learning, that was pretty cool to have people tell me that way back when it stayed with me, but I thought it wasn't important. And now yeah. I have learned after last year Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. it's important. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just takes a while. We have to be patient with one another because people learn slowly sometimes. You know what I mean? It's it's not a jerk. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but, like, I feel like we don't understand that sometimes we just don't get it. And you got to fight until people understand things. And that's what I think people are doing right now. But kindness and patience is also important. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like
0: yes, it's as important as like the diligence that I mm-hmm. think people are fighting with right now. And
3: be give cut people a break when they make mistakes mm-hmm. with pronouns. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I have made some mistakes with pronouns and I got called out on it. And I had to say, you know what? I have never, I have only recently known you. Yeah, this way. So you to exactly. it Just it's not it's embedded in there. So you get. We're all me, learning, me, me but change. I
0: the for the most part, and that might make
3: some people angry, but I just feel like. But you're trying. Like yeah, this yeah is the point. I
0: trying. for the most part. For the most part, what my experiences I've encountered um, have been all understanding. Mm-hmm. And just as long as we're trying to understand each other, and um, I can recognize if yeah. I... if Well, I,
3: and also learning when we're not victims anymore. Exactly. Like, as a gay man right now, I feel like a lot of people have to learn that, like, in cities, you're pretty safe. As yeah, well. like, we're yeah, basically we're good. good. So, yeah, cool. we've got That's a lot for... of power. Yeah. And yes. I feel like a lot of men older than me went through such... Painful yeah. times when I'm younger that it's hard to remember you're no longer really a victim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's really hard to learn that when you've been hurt so bad. Yeah. yeah.
0: And trying not to bring your anger out on other people. Yeah. In yeah. that, like... In the sense of, like, well, they're being too sensitive. I'll say what I want
2: because yeah. I've had this Or, like, I raised this way, so I'm going to make it that way. You're like, you're like, yeah, but
0: what... You know. And also... When just, you were facing struggles when you were younger, you, you didn't want the, the people that were your seniors to be saying the same kind of thing like yeah, that. Yeah. We, you know, you, we have to think think back about that. And remember that there's a lot of great work that's been done, and there's a lot of great work still to mm-hmm. be done. Yep. Sure,
3: and also just appreciating the work that's been done. Yeah, yeah Because I've, I've talked to a lot of men in their 50s and 60s who just feel like, you guys don't know what we went through and what we did. And I'm like, you're right, we don't. Mm-hmm. And it's they just have said it's very important because when I see a group of young boys... Not me, but was talking to a friend of mine. He said, when I see a group of young men who mm-hmm. are straight, I get scared. He still gets, he gets scared. Yeah. He said, I don't think you do. I don't think young men do. And I I do because the fear of getting beat up was always present. In it. And I have yeah. to learn that that's not what the world is anymore. But it's hard. It takes a while to shed mm-hmm. those, you know, Yeah, shed the victimhood, I guess. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because it was real. It was so real.
0: Because we, we, like, we have to be able to shed ours and like acknowledge what we have now because people need us on their side now, mm-hmm. you know, as we needed straight allies well, on our side. Because
3: gay men have risen so quickly. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I look at I have great faith in this country because my life as a gay man 15 years ago so different than it is now. Yeah. yeah. But the gay movement was a male-led movement. Yeah. And I think men benefited from it the most. <laughs> And I think we have to make some room for <laughs> yeah. everyone else, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, we don't know how well we're doing that, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, like, I mean...
0: The queer community. Luckily for us, <laughs> the queer community, you know, when we were sort of fighting for gay rights, it was a lot of, um, especially the most recent gay rights push, was a lot of, you know, gay white men speaking up, and they were being heard because they're white men. White men. Mm-hmm. First and foremost. Yep. You know, they, they that's what people see. So they, yep. they are heard more clearly, unfortunately. So I think we saw... Well, and the lack of female gay literature in the theater is
3: striking to me. There aren't love stories from men very much. There are a few, but not many. Not like there are from Mm -hmm. men. Oh, no. Not at all. But I think that men were the ones who were dying to tell the story. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And were told they could. Because men weren't... Women weren't... I mean, look at look right, at look what's happening posts. with the blossoming of the female playwright right now. I mean, yeah, it's kinda yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Stories
2: also, are but, finally being told. I think <laughs> we're slowly starting to be like because I saw a movie recently. It was Blockers, that silly comedy. Oh, but I like, see that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but like, one of the I love the poster. You'll see like the plot line early on. One of the girls, young girls in in high school, is like coming into her own sexuality, and she finds mm-hmm. out she is a lesbian. And, like, I don't think we saw that
0: often was a female yeah. discovering yeah. she's a lesbian. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it is, like... Why don't you look at, like, all the, like, you know, some of the bigger, like, you know, gay-centric movies mm-hmm. that were, you know, both critical and, like, kind of, like, box office successes. You look at, like, Brokeback Mountain, most yeah. recently Call Me By Your Name. Yeah. Love, Simon is getting a lot of attention, but those are all... Men? White um, men, yeah. Philadelphia. <laughs> Philadelphia. White men. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Although part of that is the AIDS was... Mm-hmm. Uh, getting men's DJs, yep. you know what I mean so that, yeah. was a, that was a huge scourge that affected a, a group of men who fought. So sure. Well
2: <laughs> 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 yeah. Let me take a second
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do want to talk about we know we talk about we just talked about trying to like understand, talk to think, get all these things out this place that we're in right now. and I think that's why people are loving bands visit so much. I think it's a yeah. great story about kind of like um i don't know, talk talk about your experience with band's visit did you do it at you did it at atlantic as well i right? did you it at the atlantic um
3: i mean i finished something rotten in july mm-hmm. of 16 and started rehearsals for the band's visit in september of 16 well i think that's right yeah that's right and uh I mean, the two shows couldn't be more different, so <laughs> different. Yeah. I just feel really lucky that I got to yeah go from one to the other. Because, you know, like my favorite question that a lot of people ask me is, so you did further in two thousand, on the Roof in 2004, and then you didn't do your next Broadway show until 2015. Why did it break? And I'm like, because <laughs> anyway, I didn't get cash. you yeah. <laughs> <didn't> <laughs> you <like, laughs> yeah, me. I know, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I don't think you have as much control as you think you have over what no. is going to happen. But to it also wasn't
2: like... You weren't not working. Oh, no, I was doing lots of things. Exactly. Yeah, like, happened
3: uh, to not be. And I thought, oh, I guess I'll never do a Broadway show again. That's a bummer. Oh, well. You know, and then suddenly I came yeah, along. Yeah. And then right. Band's visit came yeah. along. And, yeah. You know, after the heartbreak of working on things that never made it in, mm-hmm. two in a row, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, don't lose faith. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. And yeah. I had a little bit. I was like, oh, well, maybe it's not going to happen again. Uh, Band's visit. I don't know what to say. I mean, people who are in their 40s and older can't control themselves when they come see the show afterwards because they I think it's about midlife mm-hmm. the main storyline is about midlife like and about dealing with when your life isn't what you thought it was going to be and, yeah. and the trick to having a good life is figuring out how to be okay when your life isn't what you thought it was going to be or figuring out how to be okay when your life is way worse than you thought it was going to be yeah um, and what what is it when your future when you don't have much future
0: yeah, there's a there's an interesting like, idea. in the, play, yeah, the sense yeah. of being stuck. Yeah, like both physically. Yeah. And kind of you in a rut yeah, emotionally. Yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm.
3: Um. I what I, I mean I love that it's about kindness and it's about mm-hmm. people who were taught don't get along getting along. Mm-hmm. I love that it's about rural people. Yeah, because they're the same everywhere. It's about conservative rural people. Like mm-hmm. we, I was doing research and realized that the character I play probably voted for Netanyahu, a conservative. You know, he's a cons- yeah. Was a conservative. is is was. Oh, oh no! I, I can't remember. not remember who's the prim-
1: prime minister right now. I just oh, that's forgot. That's i know so I can look it up.
3: Yeah, there's no way to find out, right? There's no way. Yeah, I, I don't. So I don't have a computer in my pocket. I'm it's so not, embarrassed. That. Not, I don't know. That, that, that,
0: that is not embarrassing. I <laughs> did know. You, you looked at us and we went. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, no, just learning, learning about
3: the politics of the people was very interesting, because it's very similar to the politics of people from where I'm from, northern Maine. Sure. Um, tends more towards the conservatives. That was interesting. Um, what am I looking at? It says prime.
0: Is that Did I search the right thing?
3: We're just looking something up. Please hold. It is Netanyahu. It is still Netanyahu. Wow. Wow. Anyway. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I've That's loved right. playing a dad, because I've never played a dad before. Um... I love that the part that I get to play, I play Kristen C's husband, who she's awesome. She was in February House, and she was in Men on Boats, just so people can know who she is. She's like, she also did a show called Rose of, Rose of Elvis, that her company, Rachel Chavkin's company, the team, uh-huh. they did it in the West End. She's like a downtown superstar. Um, we talk a lot about how much people are, we, we play parents of a newborn, and that's yeah. kind of our story, is dealing with a newborn, yeah. and people who have kids or babies are kind of like i've never seen that portrayed like that in a play <laughs> like yeah dealing with a newborn when your husband is not good at it because mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm unemployed and i don't do a yeah. lot yeah i'm like you know what i mean so um and also Edamar moses wrote our storyline because our storyline is in the movie it's based on a movie called the band's visit mm-hmm. but he wrote most of what we get to do because it's not in the movie that much so uh-huh. that was a real gift oh, to get cool. to tell a little story written by Edomar Moses. Um, and I don't. I mean, it's just been really fun because it's fun to be in something that people liked it downtown, so it's easy to come to Broadway when you know that people already liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not scary. Yeah. Something yeah. about it was terrifying because we had no idea what people were going to think. It came in completely... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And you just have no idea what people are going to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the scariest part of Bro- about Broadway is you have all these people... With their arms folded ready to decide if <laughs> you're, gonna your see the show. you're yeah. worthy or not. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys
2: are as essential as oxygen, so you feel kind of good yeah. now, right? Yeah, we are as
3: essential as oxygen. So if you're not seeing the show, you probably can't breathe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. You're not but been t- fun. T- and, you know, it's t- just. I mean, Katrina Lenk is amazing, and the cast is, Tony's amazing. Yeah. If you haven't seen it... David Cromer's amazing. David Yazbek's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a beautiful... They did a beautiful thing together. They made something very
2: beautiful together. And it just flows. You mm-hmm. just... You you get on and you keep going the whole
0: time. Like, yep. And it doesn't hurry. hmm No, that's what I... No, all of a sudden you're I, sad. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, one of the things I, I, uh, I found myself really loving about it is, you know, I was like... But this is a scene change, and we're just gonna listen to some be- really beautiful music and watch some people have like a moment together, mm-hmm. and we're, we'll all just appreciate it. And then to the next story, mm-hmm. yeah. it's just like a cool thing that we, you know, Broadway can be very like fast, fast. Look over here while we're changing the set. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and you know we had those moments, and it's out. Yeah. An hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a, it's a a really cool... Um... Well, and
3: David Cromer just kept reminding us it's musical theater. Mm-hmm.
2: Tell the story all for the whole thing. And it's theater,
3: yeah. first and foremost. Mm-hmm. He doesn't believe in the division of musical theater and theater. Yeah. And I think that's really important because I think we all, people in musicals, feel that like, oh, well, it's a musical, so... Yeah. It's not. It shouldn't be that way. Mm-hmm. It's all the same thing because we all do it all. hmm Um and you know, like David Yazbek's score is kind of like an album. Mm-hmm. It, doesn't feel oh, like, yeah. it doesn't feel like musical theater
0: music. It feels like exactly yeah music, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's really yeah. That was interesting because I hadn't actually because I saw the sh- when I saw the show, I was like, okay, I don't, I'm not gonna listen to it. I don't even want yeah, to. I don't about know it. I, was I was like, saw it well, and but even after, I was like, I want to like, I don't even, I don't want to listen to the music. Like separately, I kind of just, like, mm-hmm. want to keep that, like, whole evening, that Memory, whole, like, start yeah. to finish as, mm-hmm. as what it was for a little bit. And uh, I was wanting to listen to it the other day, so I listened to it. And I was like, oh, yeah. This is, like, very, like, <laughs> for some reason I was like, oh, I, I can't, like, listen to it without the full experience. But just because it, like, flowed so well. But I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I can listen to this. Yeah. Over and over again.
2: I waited like three months to revisit it too as well. Yeah, to listen to it wasn't real. Yeah, I
0: enjoyed it. It's really good. What's your What's your favorite part about it? Who's Who's okay? Because you you uh, you mentioned earlier that the the Clintons had, came to the show. So that you when you're when you're in the kind of like I'll call it the 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 hit of the season, like the big show of the season. I've never been in one, so it's, <laughs> I'll take it. The um, the, um uh. You get a lot of fancy people that come you to sure see do. the mm-hmm. shows. Who who has come to see your show that like really rocked your socks? Stephen Colbert, <gasps> amazing, mm-hmm. just the nicest dude. Yeah. Oh my god, that's a good one.
3: India Ari. Mm-hmm. who's that? I'm not your average girl from the video, and I'm not oh. felt like a supermodel. Oh, okay. Do you know that song? Yes, I think so. Because I she sings other girl. songs. Um, yeah, that was her big one. I loved her meeting her. Sarah Bareilles. Yes. Um, like love her I feel like Which I'm going to be embarrassed oh my god Deborah Messing came
1: <gasps> it's Deborah
3: Messing it's Deborah Messing you guys. gays yep. I'm trying to think who else has come so many people have come I feel bad because now I'm not remembering no that's okay
0: I, I didn't ask you for the full list Joe Gray wow that was really cool yeah just because like you meet the guy and you're like wow you've done a lot yeah you did a lot of that's stuff. That's a big one. When he came to Charlie, he came to see Charlie, but yeah. you know, he, kind of, he, he you know came to see John Rubinstein and, and chat with the other legends. <laughs> <laughs> so, But I was just like, I was just like knocking on John's them. door and I said, Hi, can I? I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just like, mm-hmm. I have to. It's like, you you know, it's one of the ones mm-hmm. that started it all. Yeah. So that's one of those moments where I was like, Did you
2: hear Joel Graves directing the um, fiddler? you totally just sure. talking about that. Yeah,
3: I'm trying, to think, I'm, telling, I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you who else came that was really, really cool. We've had a lot. Meryl Streep. Oh my god. Uh, okay. <laughs> <Meryl Streep. laughs> okay. Because that. Okay. Is um, she?
0: Is she, I don't see her as a real person even just because like she's so. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know what it would be like to like see her in in the room. How tall is she?
2: <laughs> not very. Mm-hmm.
0: Not short, but she's just yeah. yeah. Wow. Meryl Streep.
3: Lin-Manuel King.
0: Mm-hmm. Always so cool.
3: <laughs> Always he, so cool. He makes me smile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a total... And every time I talk to him, I talk way too fast. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, I'm so embarrassed, because when I met him, I mean, when I saw him at our show, I was like, and this is Kristen. She put my mic, but she has a wig, so you wouldn't recognize her, because I wanted to make sure that you knew who she was. <laughs> yeah. And he just looked at me like, thanks. And I'm like, You're like oh. <laughs> I but I wanted him to know who she was, because, you know, many yeah. people see her, and she's so... Yeah, she's such a beautiful woman, but she's got that wig on, so nobody recognizes mm-hmm. her. So I'm always like, "This is Christian. She played my wife." And he
2: was like, "I, I know, I know."
3: Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm like, Sorry.
0: He's like, "I've done a few plays. Like, I
2: know
0: what people look like out of wigs." <laughs>
2: Sometimes I'm blind, and so like, so when oh. so far back, I won't, I won't recognize people afterwards. Yeah.
0: yeah. Are you yeah. really blind?
2: Yeah. What like are you mean? Like I'm, I'm I have bad eyes. Not I'm always me. like squinting. Like well, I can glasses. I wear contacts, but I'm still That's like in a know? theater. Like I'm still kind of like. You can't see in the theater right? sometimes Ooh. I mean that's why I like to sit like the front of the mes or like can or you see stand. when you dance yeah I can see like. all right. you just need to spot the light back there and that's all you need all to right. see
0: very concerned is just loud that I'm eating no we're, we're snacking quite a bit <laughs> we love to snack okay? okay they know this if they listen to the program and if they're just joining in because you're here then then they they're gonna have to get used to it because the snacking is gonna continue it's going yeah. to I, continue can I have
3: one of those oh yeah what are they they're, they're Pea Crisps. Have pea Harvest Snaps.
1: I like them. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com.
0: well, Caleb snacks. What else are we doing? We're going to move now to the um, our segments that we do. Oh, really? on mm-hmm. our show. So, John, um, you may or not have picked up on this, but I have a, a, a big show shirt collection. I wear them very frequently. I'm okay. not wearing one now. Nope. But, uh, so I have a special segment on our show where I review show merchandise against each other oh. versus format and choose a winner. And this week, we have a special John Cariani edition of Merch Madness. It's like March Madness. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love
3: college basketball is my favorite thing in the world. Really? Oh. Well, you know,
0: I'm from, I'm from Lexington, Kentucky, so Wildcats were... Oh, I hate them. Why? I just do. You know
3: why? Because John Calipari used to... Because we're the so university. legendary he to, and good. He was a coach for the University of Massachusetts, and then he left, and I mm-hmm. have to hate him since he left. Because mm-hmm. that was the team that I was yes. in, in, into because when I was in college, I went to a small college, but yeah. UMass and UConn got really good when I was in college. Yeah, so UConn's college. amazing. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we won't talk about that anymore, but we'll move forward not I don't like Kentucky. Too. Well, I just can't. Well, we have, like, eight <laughs> national But it's titles, just, it's healthy. So. I know. <laughs> <hard>. <laughs> it's, it's also, it's a, it's
3: a healthy disdain, though. It's, like, it's competitive disdain. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. I don't take it personally. Yeah. I'm not, only, like, a very casual fan. I don't fan. hate John Calapar. I don't mean yeah. no, I hate him. I yeah. just mean
0: no, I just can't root for him. I'm just right. a very, I'm a very Too casual ter-
2: fan. Territorial.
0: I always say, like, I'm, like, a, like a, I'm kind of, like, a nationalist fan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm from there, so I root for them. But I'm not, like, I'm not going to, like, you know, burn like, any couches or anything. It's okay. a flaw in your character. <laughs> Thanks, John. Are you a good basketball player? <laughs> Do you like to play basketball? Do I like to play basketball? Mm-hmm. I don't um, think I've ever seen you pick up a basketball. I've played. I played basketball when I was younger. I was okay with it. I mean, you were good. I was fine. I'm short though. Are you a That you means can be, you can be really speedy. Yeah. yeah, speedy. I don't remember what I have position. I'm are you short? Yes. So you don't seem at five. Tall. You're short. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You're tall. I'm a little. You're six one. Yeah. Yeah. How how tall are you? I didn't make it to six feet. I'm so sad. 5'11", <laughs> oh 3 quarters. That's
2: so lame. Sure. That's very close. <laughs> so round up. close <laughs> my shoes on, I'm you You're like a little elevated.
0: Yeah. You're elevated. All right. First up, we have okay. a shirt from Something And This is from when Caleb and I saw it front mm-hmm. row. I got the shirt. It's a it's a nice, nice. maroon. Mm-hmm. With the uh, the Ten kind of them. like the kind of like Shakespearean traveling troupe, you know. Drop with the Something Rotten logo, the Tomato, mm-hmm. of course, a very new musical. I remember the the ad campaigns were so good. Yeah, you she could wrote, write in.
2: She so good, it. and I. I Did loved you write them. any? No, I'm too busy it. learning the patter <laughs> <that or> song. <laughs> I loved when
0: I loved when the reviews came out and they posted a big thing that was like, uh, like Something Rotten's a new musical that just opened at the St. James. The New York Times, and I was like,
1: "Oh, what, oh my god!" <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, "That is so brilliant and like so funny that just made me laugh so hard." At I loved it when
3: they listed when we didn't win Best Musical. Mm-hmm. We knew we weren't going to, but that was a
0: that was a great year.
3: There was there was a well, theater. Yeah. yeah, but they listed all the shows that never won Best Musical in the New York Times Remember uh-huh. that, like West Side Story. Yes, like, all, all, the, like, like, all these like,
0: amazing incredible, incredible shows mm-hmm. that took them to school. No, they were very, very smart with that. I love this shirt. That was that was a fun night, so this was reminds a fun me night. of that, like, scream laughing in the front row. If I like,
1: remember,
2: when you're in the front row of the St. James, you're kind of, like, down a little bit, so you have to oh, look yeah. up. Like, Oh, yeah. We were, like, you're tapping in our faces. Everyone's dancing in our faces. So yeah. That
3: is extremely
0: staid. The band's visit shirt's very... Oh, yeah, it's very simple. Mm-hmm. I love this man's Visit shirt. So this. I love is the letters they use. Dark navy. I know. It. I love it, and I love the color. Like, cause it's not. It's not necessarily like. It doesn't Scent. look like bright yellow, or like you know. You know how this like. What do you this... mean it's not bright yellow? It's not yellow. So you know, but okay. okay. It's blue. I'm looking a blue no, shirt. I'm talking about the, the lettering. Oh. <laughs> so the shirt itself is like a really pretty dark navy, mm-hmm. and the. Um, do you know how sometimes off white in in like screen printing can look yellow? Oh,
3: yes, I do know what you mean. Yeah. So that's what you're saying. But mm-hmm. this
0: doesn't look like that. This looks like true off-white. It's light. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, it just has the, the logo on the front. And then on the back, it has hashtag the fans visit. Mm-hmm. hashtag. I so I will say, I don't love that the hashtag is on the shirt. It doesn't feel like your guys' vibe. It's a little promotey, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, that doesn't count. Like, no, you know what I mean? This isn't, like, actually a hashtag. Like, no one's going to click on it. Like it's just on my shirt. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, just kind of. I think that's kind of weird. But that all that all all problems aside, the winner of this week's merch madness is my band's visit shirt. Mm-hmm. I might have to disagree this. You week. disagree this week?
2: Yeah. Well,
3: it's my segment. Yeah. And, and you were probably like eight years old when "Been on the Roof" is out.
0: Oh, uh, I don't think so. Four? Two thousand four? 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 No, yeah. I was in middle school. How did you So you wouldn't have been able to hide shirt? I don't have that. I don't. Yeah, how have could you? on the shirt. Well, I. We were, I were I in love,
2: seventh grade, maybe. I do
0: love the. Uh, I do love the yeah. flea market. So you never know what, what oh, yeah. finds I get. But yeah, the band's visit shirt. I've since I've got this. I've I've worn it so much. I wear this shirt all the time. You do. I it's love so it. it's really comfy too. It's a good. It's a good fabric.
2: I feel like you've worn it in other I'm pictures we've taken off. for sick for.
0: A I have. So where do you keep all these shirts? Uh, in a very cramped closet, folded up, all alphabetical order. They're not, if you believe it. Um, you, I'm not that organized. Okay, I was going to be very impressed. <laughs> I wish. No, my uh, very is well you Thank work you. Retail? No, but I read the magical art of tidying up uh, by Marie Kondo, and she that is so teaches yeah. that. I mean, that's not actually how you're supposed to fold those for her, but I. But I gets it done. I try. Yeah. That was anyway, fun. that's Merch Madness. Merch
2: Madness. Okay, so we have some games now. Um, just quick answers. Some of them are quick. Some of them we can ponder. Okay. Okay. I'll say when it's quicker Okay, your uh, must summer reads.
3: Must summer reads? Yeah, like suggestions. Summer must reads. Yeah. Like what I'm summer. planning to read this summer?
2: Yeah, yeah or suggestions like what should, what should listeners read this summer? Give me a mix. Uh,
3: I'm reading a book right now called Pandora's Box, and it's about... How we were wrong about a lot of things that we thought were good scientifically, like margarine, oh. and how it came to be mm-hmm. um, nitrogen that we add, which is yeah. into like is uh, uh, what do you call it, fertilizer? Yeah, that is now <laughs> destroying ecosystems. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. so mm-hmm. great things that save the planet that are now yeah. destroying. and like margarine was thought to be yeah. better than butter. Cigarettes while pregnant, well, yeah. like, yeah. you know, like, smoking. Well, I don't know if anybody ever <laughs> thought that was a good <laughs> idea, <thing. laughs> <laughs>
0: but I'm really enjoying that. Uh, I just read "Hillbilly Elegy. Yes. Very interesting. Um, I've actually... Someone suggested that to yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, someone else we interviewed had said that and they had they said they um, did Taylor Larrison Larrison agree it? with it. Colton. Colton did. He said he had some... He's from Kentucky uh-huh. as well. And he was like, I have a lot of yeah, interesting you have thoughts of things, on this. But so I also I
3: just be. like the point of view. I it was very yeah. interesting. Um, I also... I'm going to read John Steinbeck this summer. Oh. Uh, the Black Pearl? East of Eden. Oh, nice. That's yes. My, and I have one other one. Oh, somebody gave me
2: a book, The History of Paper. So those are the four that are... That, <laughs> that I, won't be at the your desk. desk. Yeah. Okay, the beach or the mountains? Mountains. Which ones? Which ones? Uh, Maine, Mount Katahdin. All right. The end of the Appalachian Trail. Okay. Um, what gets your juices flowing for writing? Nothing. I hate it. <laughs> so I always have to
3: trick myself into having fun. And I usually what I do if I want to write on something, I usually go to church and watch a boring sermon because my mind wanders. Mm-hmm. I go to a lecture, and if it's interesting, um, I learn something. If it's boring, my mind wanders, and I start writing. That's where my mind goes when I get okay. bored. I start writing. I also go for long walks with my do- long walks with my dog without my phone, so I can't record anything. Because that's always when good ideas come, when you can't record them, so you have to
0: remember them. Hey, that's actually a great idea.
2: Yep. Favorite Broadway theater.
0: What, that you love to like, Yeah, uh,
2: it could be like a memory for when you're in. like, "This theater is gorgeous." I gotta or, like, say, I love
3: the Marymore. I just love yeah. it. I mm-hmm. love it so much. Yeah, It's so calm and pretty in there. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. First thing to come to your head summer in the city. Summer in the city? Yeah. yeah.
3: Eating everything outside while you're walking. Oh, yeah. That's
2: all I do, I just buy food and everything. Yes. I eat all the time. Do you love to stop at Blockheads? Do you like to stop in there and eat on this new, what's that? All the food carts that are, yeah. are oh, down like Harold Square area.
3: I yeah. Like oh, just yeah. Just eat all those and eat everything.
2: Yeah. Oh, wait. Speaking of dogs, uh, does your dog have any tricks? Yes, he's very good at. Uh,
3: well, he, he just had back surgery, so he can't oh. do much right now. He oh. lost the, the use of his back legs recently. He broke his back. Oh, no. And now he's totally fine. It's kind of amazing. But he, he's really good at um, shake, roll over, down, play dead. He can do all
1: those, mm-hmm. adorable. Also, How does he play dead?
2: Do you do a little bang and he rolls over? Do anything
3: else? I have to just go play dead. And I wave my hands and <laughs> my head so it works. <laughs> <laughs> fly, he bang. Goes, <laughs> and he Say just kind of goes. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, his mm-hmm. um, what was the other part?
2: What
3: was
2: it? Okay. All right, Did you know talk? Yeah. Oh, you did? So we kind of talked about your first job already. We do research. You talked about your first job. What was that again? When you first moved to city? We're in a gym. Gym. Gold's gym. Oh, yeah, yeah. So tell me, like, a good
3: story from that. Um, I got yelled at by people because they're billing. It was when they were starting automatic automatic billing. Mm -hmm. Oh, sure. So you get billed monthly, and I was kind of in charge of setting it up, and the program wasn't working. I get yelled at by people? Like... Like someone said to me, I went to Harvard. Like they yelled that at me. They're like congrats. Like what to no like, okay. Like, good for you. I didn't yeah. <laughs> I wish I had because I can't figure out how to help you solve <laughs> <I'm> your billing <laughs> <I'm> problems. Sorry, you know what I mean. Like, stuff like
0: that. Congratulations. Just, one just, one just one. you know, wealthy, wealthy yeah. people yep. getting
2: upset because someone can't figure something out. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. okay. Do you speak another language? Nope. Well, great. Teach us a phrase in another language. A phrase in another language. Yeah, or some.
0: What do you have to say anything engine pop up
3: because I'm from where people speak a lot of French, and I speak a little bit of French, but I usually have to just say French, Oh, you don't speak French very well. <laughs> okay. Oh, because okay. people up where I'm from will speak French, and you can answer a little bit, and you can get by, and then they start to really yeah. talk to you, like, and you're like oh, I, don't I don't speak no, no, too no. much. I love that when I when I
0: um, when I get too too deep in in mm-hmm. Spanish mm-hmm. is uh, uh, más espacio. It's so there funny they look at you like oh yeah. you can really and talk, like, like, and then they huh? start huh. they just go so fast, and then so I just say slower. I usually go. the
3: because if they talk slowly, I can figure it out.
0: Yeah. for okay. I say I speak yeah. a
3: touch of Hebrew now. Um, can you give us? Can you give us? My a favorite paper? thing in Hebrew is shtok. Shut up. Shtok. In Zeus, move. Zeus. Oh my god, I love it. It's, it's good.
2: right? Ty Benson, Tommy Wilson.
0: He's fabulous in the show. Isn't he awesome? Yeah.
2: Um, three tips for staying healthy, spiritually, mentally, or physically. Just.
0: This-
3: do something that lets your mind wander. Daydream. Mm-hmm.
2: Cool. Um first thing to come to mind, a TV acting tip.
0: Don't blink a lot. Don't blink a lot. Okay. Do you do you have to really think about that? Like sometimes because I usually you're tired and your eyes are dry.
3: Because you're doing it at like three in the morning. Right. <laughs> 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 oh <my God. laughs> okay.
2: The most annoying tourist. just when they stop in front of you and look up.
0: Yeah. They
1: just and stop. Then, and when they, they walk three across or four that. across.
3: Oh, yeah, I hate, that's and, uh, the most annoying when they walk like so four I across them. like you're taking whole side. So. I don't
2: hate them because they give us money. Yeah, I exactly. Stuff. I don't I like hate, them. hate them. I hate that
0: behavior. Yeah. 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 But my, my what gets my goat is when they're walking three, to, three in a row and then yeah. I'm like, okay, look, I see a, a place where I can pass them soon and then they decide to spread out yeah. because there's more room and I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're foiling all my plans. Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, we're also trying to get somewhere. The
2: I know. Way. They're, hey, they're yeah. on vacation. I'm always really good at reminding myself to, like, I'm mad at them. And be like, but they don't know. So it's and being mad at them is not going to help anything. No. So you just no. take more assertiveness of getting around them, yes. and then you're fine. Yeah. yeah. Last question. It's a, I can't believe this is my job moment. Uh. Whenever you've felt that way.
3: All the time right now. Mm hmm. You know? Because I get to lie on a couch. That's my entrance as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's and pretty on, great. On a turntable, it's pretty awesome. I, I love yeah. turntable. I love them. I mm-hmm. love them so much. They're so cool. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, John, thank you so this much. This was so fun. Yeah, podcast with yes. us. <laughs> <laughs> and bringing us sweets. Yeah. <laughs> Getting to sip some orange You're the
2: juice. first person to bring us sweet candies, actually. Or, like, I know.
0: Well, I had to
3: bring you something because you asked me what I
0: wanted to drink. Yeah. yeah. Future guests. That's so take... nice of you guys. No. Oh, my, oh my God. God. No. We are so happy that you spent your in-between show time with well, us. Well, it's today. funny because it's important to do stuff so you can learn about people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm oh, yeah.
3: learning just how much I don't know about so many theater stars. Yeah. Because I haven't seen them. Oh, sure. Do you know what I mean? Oh. Mm-hmm. And I have to go watch them if there's anything old or just learn about them. You know, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. you can't just go watch their show or watch a movie, you know? Yeah,
0: no, it's, a, it's good to talk to people and get everyone's different perspectives Opinions, on everything. Yeah. And you always learn something, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Everyone, go catch John at the Barrymore mm-hmm. in the band's visit. Mm-hmm. Go get a ticket. It's so good. Good luck getting a ticket. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. 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 A little hard. I think you, you probably squeeze your way in there. Yeah. But, yeah. And uh, yeah. they do rush day up. So you can get a good- Yeah, so you can, go- you can get decent. Go rush the show.
3: Not if you're rich, but if you're poor. Yeah, you if you're rich, rich, buy premium. Yeah, if you're Don't take the rush tickets from the kids. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you can find the podcast at Equity One Podcasts on Instagram and Facebook, and on Twitter at Equity One Underscore. Elliot, where can we find you at? You can find me at Elliot Maddox on everything, Caleb. At Caleb. You can follow me to Amy's bread, and I'll buy you a cookie. Exactly. <laughs> or the bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. <laughs> or the bacon, bacon egg, and cheese sandwich. Just set up a Google alert. <laughs> <laughs> that'll, that'll tell you exactly what John's doing. It'll pop up. <laughs> all right. Until next time, guys. Cheers. Bye.